and welcome to the Business and Pleasure podcast, a show that discusses what it's really like to be a digital nomad. We talk about the ups and downs of the lessons learned and the big discussion about whether you can really have it all. Today is a bit of a different episode. I don't actually have a guest with me. I thought it was time to share my digital nomad story and why I decided to start my own podcast. I've always loved to travel. We moved to a few countries when I was younger. My parents have always celebrated and pushed me and my brother to see the world, which I'm extremely grateful for. Seeing the world has always been my priority. When I first started my career and I wasn't making any money, I'd always make sure that I'd put money aside, well, whatever money I had. I'd always try and save some money to book myself on a little trip, have a little weekend away somewhere in Europe. I was obsessed. It's all I wanted to do. I loved exploring, but I've always loved exploring discovering, learning, finding out about different cultures, understanding how people tick. I'm just a super curious person. And working abroad in a different country outside of the UK had always been my dream. But where I was, I just didn't understand how you could make it work. I was an accountant and project manager for around about five years and I decided it was no longer what I wanted to do. I needed a challenge and I needed a drastic change. I needed to flip my life up a bit, give myself a challenge. So I decided to leave my job with nothing lined up. I was extremely lucky. My boyfriend at the time was extremely supportive in my decision. We decided to throw everything that we had in our London apartment into storage, get rid of the flat and head to Lisbon for a few months. Because, you know, that's what you do. So we both ended up leaving our jobs and going to Lisbon just to give ourselves some actual time to figure out what we both wanted to do. I then decided I wanted to start my own business in the virtual assistant space. I had heard the term virtual assistant many times before and I always thought it was something that I wanted to like delve into at some point. It sounded like the perfect role for me, full of organisation, planning, creativity and the amazing fact that is that you could do it anywhere. So I was like, sign me up. So I decided to start my own business and then five months later I flew to Bangkok solo no plan and just basically my fingers crossed that I'd figure it out so when it came to navigating the digital nomad lifestyle at the beginning it was challenging because I basically had no planning I said okay great my brother lives in Bangkok I'm just gonna fly out there and see what happens I didn't do my research I was going in blind but I had some had some faith that I would figure it out. But I was lucky enough that I was already five months into my business. So I had built a bit of a routine around that. But it did take me a good few months to get my head around the change in lifestyle because it is very different. I would say my biggest learnings definitely at the beginning of me starting my digital nomad journey. Do a bit more research. It's, it's strange because up until that point, I had always been a planner. Over planning, something didn't went outside of my plan. I'd lose my mind. It would really stress me out. I love to over plan and know exactly what was happening. So this was like the first time in my life where I was like, ha ha ha, we'll just see what happens. Which I think was very good for me. It was what I needed because I was going from one extreme to another. And now I think I'm in a sort of happy place with that. But I think with when it comes to being a digital nomad, you need to help yourself out a bit and do some basic research. Another big learning for me is that I can do it. Before working for myself, I had a lot of issues with confidence, especially in 
my career space. I never felt like I was good enough. I never felt like I knew what I was doing. I was just poddling along, making it up, faking it till you make it, as they say. And yes, I feel like I fake it till I make it still, but I feel a lot more secure in my decisions. I have a lot more confidence in myself and I have a lot more faith in myself, which is amazing. And I think I would never have had that if I didn't decide to just go, screw it. Just gonna do this and figure it out. So that's the, probably my biggest learning. When it comes to my best travel experience, I've been very lucky. I've been to lots of different countries. So last year I did, I spent nine months in Asia, which I absolutely loved. And now I'm currently in South America, which I'm obsessed with. But I'd say probably my best travel experience is meeting the best people. I've met some amazing people. I've learned a lot of things about myself that I didn't know. I definitely think I've improved a lot. A lot of self-growth, I think, has happened from travel and definitely solo travel as well. I would, I think everyone should solo travel at least once in their life because you get so much out of it just from a self-growth point of view, but also seeing the world and seeing all these amazing places. When it comes to my worst travel experience, touch wood, I don't have that many. I would probably say... Sometimes it can be quite lonely. I'm all with that weird person where in the right situation, I can be very outgoing and extrovert, but then also like 70% of the time, I love just being by myself, doing my own thing. And when you're constantly traveling or on the go, or you're staying in one place for a month or two, but you're staying in a hostel for example you meet people who are there and then they're gone so you can only sometimes get to a certain level with them which is quite hard so I'd say sometimes it is quite lonely there's a lot of pros and cons to being a digital nomad for me the pros outweigh the cons at the moment it'll be interesting to see what happens in the future but yeah so I'd say it can be quite lonely especially when you go to a country and you don't know the language when I first arrived in Argentina I didn't know any Spanish, didn't speak it, didn't learn it at school, so I was clueless. And I quickly realised, I was like, oh shit, I need to like pull my finger out and sort myself out and actually learn some Spanish. I'd done a bit of Duolingo, did like two months of Duolingo running up to knowing I was going to Argentina. But I had just come from Asia. A lot of places in Asia, they speak English or some level of English, so you can get by. But when I first arrived in Argentina, I was like, oh okay, I need to reassess, Like, I need to change my travel slightly, what I've been doing in the past isn't going to work this time. So I decided to sign myself up to a language school and it was the best thing I did, the best investment I've done, really, really enjoyed it, had a great teacher, Julio, we got on like a house on fire and it just straight away made me feel a lot more comfortable. Obviously, again, still extremely basic Spanish I felt a lot more comfortable and that made my time in Argentina amazing if I had to give some advice for being digital nomad enjoy it and don't don't overthink it because if you do you're not going to do it it's like the opposite of everything you've been told in the past you go to school you go to college you go to uni you work and then you do this and you do that and this sort of says no to that way of life as in now we're extremely lucky in the world now as long as you have a laptop or even just internet you could 
create a business and you can do that from anywhere. But I think a lot of people would just stop there because they overthink it's like, well, this is out of the ordinary, this isn't normal, people might think weirdly of me. But you've just got to bite the bullet and go for it. And I think if this is something you really want, you've just got to push yourself. That's what I told myself at the beginning as well. I was just like, you'll figure it out. Everything's fine. You'll figure it out. And I think you've got to also just have a bit of faith in yourself. If you have something that you can really do from anywhere, just go for it. Have the faith and you'll smash it. So when it comes to work and travel for me, my routine, my approach to work and travel is constantly changing depending on where I am, what country I'm in, time zone. When I first started, I was like, God, I need to fill up all my free time with client work. I need to do this, I need to do that. I was always scared of not being at capacity. Because I was like, oh God, it's, it's all gonna crumble and I'm gonna... And that took me months to get over. Again, just so you saw it, being at work and all of that, it's really hard to change your mindset. Once I finally did, it's been such a benefit. Now, I really love, I have more time because then I can invest my time into upskilling, creating a podcast, lots of other things that I want to do, things I want to make, things I want to try, things I want to fail at. I've learned to not put as much pressure on myself. I still work hard. I still want to be successful. I still want to succeed and I am doing well. I try and spend at least a month in a country, um, which is really easy to do in South America because the majority of countries you can stay for up to three months. So for example, I was in Argentina for three months, which was amazing. And it really allowed me to build a routine where I was staying, it allowed me to become familiar with the place. It allowed me to start building my own community there. And again, this is something I learned relatively quickly. Last year, at the end of last year, I was jumping around a lot, trying to see people in all these different places. And I was absolutely knackered and I felt like I'm not doing this the right way. Um, so since then I've decided, you know, to not jump around as much and just chill out a bit more. And that seems to work really well. I think, again, it depends on how you work and every digital nomad is different. But what really works is finding what works for you and where you work best and what you need personally. Finding that sweet spot. The final question can you really have it all? Can you have a balance of business and pleasure? I think you can. And I think I'm on my way there. There's lots of things I'm currently working on. There's lots of things I want to achieve. I'm still, I'm nearly two years in, still early days. But I think overall, you really, you can have it all. I think I'm on my way there. Because well, like I said, I'm living my dream. I'm doing what I've always wanted to do is travel the world. And what I'm doing for work is, is allowing that to happen, which is the dream. At the moment, I'm in Brazil. And then I head to Colombia, which I'm very excited about. And then I'll be in Colombia for a month and a half. And then we'll go from there. We'll see what happens. I'm working with some great clients at the moment who I really enjoy working with. They're all extremely passionate. They love what they do, which is they're the perfect people I love to work with. And then I'm really trying to expand and work on my podcast and make it better. And there's lots of other things I want to dip my toe in. I wanted this year to be sort of my experiment year. 
and start experimenting with passive income and just being more creative. I really like creating things myself. This is my year to sort of throw it all at the wall and see what sticks, basically, in a good way. I absolutely love being a digital nomad and I feel extremely lucky and grateful that I'm in the position I am. It's a completely different way of life, but I absolutely love it and I'll be coming up to my two-ish yeah, of being a digital nomad soon, which is just crazy. I wouldn't want it to be any different and I'll always do everything I can to, to make it work and last as long as I want it to. The reason I started the podcast was, like I said, I wanted, this was the year of experimenting. I wanted to create something. I've helped edit some of my client's podcasts in the past and I absolutely loved it. I just love being a bit more hands-on. So I decided I like to chat. I like to edit podcasts. I wanted to learn more about that process anyways and I love talking to people and finding out their stories and understanding why they're doing things and why the digital nomad lifestyle really caught their attention as well. So I, to me, it just made sense. And so far, I absolutely love it. I love doing the whole editing of it. I love reaching out to people, love having the actual conversations with them. And I've learned so much as well so far. It's been absolutely brilliant. So I hope it's something that I can keep doing for a long time. But I'm really excited just in general to see what happens. I think... It's another thing why the digital nomad life is so exciting because you sort of just don't know what's going to happen to a point like um in a business sense you can be very planned and all of that but then you don't know where you're going or you know plans change and everything like that and that is what excites me anything is possible we'll just have to see what happens so far it's been a brilliant experience so a quick a bit of a quick fire round my favorite place i've visited so far is either argentina it's amazing and the people there are just so passionate or I'd say Bali because I actually ended up spending four months there last year fell in love with the place it was just so easy food was amazing it was beautiful so much happening lots of people think of Bali and just think it's like a party island actually it's just so much more than that it's got so much happening and it's so diverse so I'd say either one of those my favorite dish that I've eaten oh nasi goreng it's basically just fried rice but it's like a malaysian indonesian dish it's the best thing ever it's literally my favorite thing ever i could eat that every every meal every day biggest sacrifice i think it's just like like i said maybe missing out on what's happening at home a lot of my friends it's like getting to that stage where a lot of my friends are buying houses they're engaged they're having babies which is amazing one of my best friends had a baby boy and he's the best and it's just missing out on things like that but I think again we're very lucky now in this time because we have whatsapp we have facetime so you don't feel as disconnected anymore which is really nice but anyway thank you so much for listening I hope this episode has given you a bit more insight why I started the podcast how my digital nomad journey began and sort of where I'm hoping to go with it all I really appreciate your listening thank you so much and we'll see you again very soon a big thank you to Hacker Cabin because they are sponsoring the podcast Hacker Cabin is an amazing community that you don't want to miss out on it's a community for remote workers and digital nomads and bootstrap founders. So if you fit into one of these categories, you should definitely get involved. Hacker Cabin allows you to share 
your updates, questions, and have some amazing discussions with the rest of the community. Sometimes being a digital nomad can be extremely hard and super lonely, speaking from experience. Hacker Cabin really makes me feel like I'm part of something. It's an extremely welcoming community and I love being a part of it. Don't miss out on this amazing group of people. We even have a brilliant membership offer for you with discount code Lydia10 to get 10% off your Hacker Cabin membership. Thanks so much, Hacker Cabin. Mm-hmm.